All right, well, hello and welcome to the Lunch Hour Sports Show. It's lunchtime here today, Dan. Oh, brother, talk about college football. I'm not hungry. You know, I've had enough. Are you full? I'm full. (laughs) Pushing the plate away and I'm like, I don't have room for dessert. Nope. Nope. Yeah. um, Clean plate club, though. That's for sure. There you go. Yeah. Hey, well, a clean plate is a happy plate. So. Right. Well, <laughs> maybe not this week. <laughs> yeah. Maybe uh, maybe not this week, but hey, it was football, and it, it was college football in its best way. Unpredictable, chaotic, and just fun. I mean, mostly fun for most people. But It was, it was good. It was good to see it back, and I, mi- I missed you guys. I missed you guys in the college football world. It was, it was great to be back. Right, um, just I mean, irrational fans coming together for just a reason to spout at one another their own biases is just something beautiful about it. For sure. Yeah. Well, um, are you okay, Dan? Are, are I'm, you all right? I don't know. I don't know. I'm very sad. I'm very sad that uh, uh Clemson, my Clemson Tigers, they just feel like they they sprung a leak a couple years ago. And uh, no one can find where to patch this leak for some reason. But it seems like everyone knows what the leak is. And uh, the ship is, it's a big ship and it's sinking. And I'm a little worried. Um, I'm not throwing this season away, though. No. That that game against Duke was really, really bad. It's probably the worst Clemson performance I've seen since the West Virginia Orange Bowl. But it's game one. It is. We did play. We played okay. I mean, we didn't finish drives, but we did have 200 yards passing, 200 yards rushing. There's just this dang stat called the scoreboard. You know, <laughs> those lousy points, I tell you what. Yeah. Touchdowns and field goals, safeties, all the like. I mean, concern is high, but the panic bells are not quite ringing. They are very near, though. Like, we're holding the rope to pull, to yank down and ring the bell. That's that's sure. where I'm at right now. Yeah. But you know what? USA Tennis is back, baby. We had three in the let's go three men in the elite eight. We got one in the final four. He's playing Novak Djokovic on Friday night. What, ben Friday Shelton, night? Florida Gator, knocked out Georgia Bulldog Tommy Paul. That was tough. Yeah, not so happy about that. Ben Shelton is he is a dog though. That guy is awesome. If I'm not mistaken, though, because I looked him up because you were like, all right, I- I'm in on this U.S. Open thing. I'm going to keep a keep a finger there and kind of see what's going on. Um, he's from Atlanta. So Ben Shelton, even, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. If this is the same Ben Shelton that I'm looking at. What, um, uh, what six, high four, school did 20 years old? Oh, Bucoles? Buckles? Yeah. B-U-C-H-H-O-L-Z. Yeah. He's an Atlanta guy. Yeah. Yeah, so I don't approve of his collegiate decisions, but he's still a Georgia boy at heart and yeah. USA. That's right. He's putting on for the country. That's it. We come together for this. The world against Joker. Yeah, that's for sure. I know. I'm kind of invested. When is this happening on Friday night? Uh, either It's either going to be, you know what, let's just do a quick live uh, Google search right now. Oh yeah, I'm trying to I'm trying to get there for you. I don't know I was, if they've set the times quite yet. All right, men's singles. The men's singles draw. Oh, Alcaraz and Zverev are playing right now, Uh-oh. so that's fun. It's one one. 
One one. Uh, yeah, the times aren't set because uh, I met the devs through on the other side of the semifinal, but they got to finish this um, Alcaraz and uh, Zverev match tonight. Yeah. But I would, I would be shocked if they didn't put an American man on the Friday night in Arthur Ashe for the semifinal. Oh, I would be on. shocked. And that's for a cool seven hundred seventy-five thousand shekels. There. That's, that's right. A nice. That's a nice yeah. winning. Excellent. Well, yeah, man. Well, I'm happy to see the country just putting on a show out here, man. Yeah. We had a chance. We're in this. Coco Goff's still in it. Oh, uh, the robot is out, by the way, on the oh, women's side. Your pick of the robot. Yeah, Sviatek. Somebody just unplugged her. Yeah. Yelena well, Ostapenko knocked her out. Shocker. Man, well, so we've, we've, got, some, we've got some interest here. It's this open. It's open for Coco. Go, Coco. Let's go, Coco. Come on, let's go Coco. Hashtag let's go Coco. That's right. That's it. That's our new hashtag here. Naomi Osaka announced today she's coming back next year. Really? So, see, that was good timing. We brought yeah. her up recently, and now yeah. here she comes. It's a lot happening in the tennis world. Listen, this is a good time to be talking tennis. That's right. You. There's going to be all these other sports podcasts that were like, so today we're going to talk about tennis because it's the new thing. And we'll be like, listen, guys, we've been talking about tennis That's right. since day one. We've been and insisting it for a while. Exactly. So you can hop off the bandwagon because we've been here. That's right. I love it. Well, man, are we going to uh, toss this coin? Let's and, do it. And get started? I'm ready. I'm ready for it all, good and bad. Exactly. <laughs> all right, so this should be... Wait. Huh? By the way, I listened back last week. I screwed you out of the... Did you pull a me on me? I pulled a you on you. Uh, so <laughs> to uh, to resolve such issue, I'm going to let you you get to pick the coin this week. Well, no, because I pulled my nonsense and then we just went on about our business. So mm. we're just making up these rules, man. Yeah. You, let's, you flip, it'd be your call. You're e We're even. We're even now. Yeah, exactly. So it, it'll go back to you. Cause, oh, okay. All right. Yeah, because it was me first, we, you second, me last week. So then. Okay. You're yeah, I'll take week. it. Uh, I'm going to go tails because I want to beat you to the punch getting a tails uh, correct. So you, so you want to come along and embarrass me? Yes. Like, oh, this guy says tails never. Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, I'm flipping the coin right now. It's spinning. It's tails. Let's go. I'm so mad right now. Let's go. Oh um, we got to start I, putting odds on this so when everybody comes on over, you know, whatever money line we're going to ascribe to this. Yeah. Because I'm, I don't know. I'm down bad, though. Not doing well. All right, man. I, well, it's your go then, or your choice. My choice. I think I'm actually going to defer because you're, I'm going to be doing a lot of preview in my segment, and I think you're going to be doing some recap. So I want you to go ahead and get what's top of mind, what everyone's seen already. So I'll, I'll kick off to you. I appreciate that. My friend, which mm -hmm. end zone do you want now? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> Whichever one the kid from Duke muffed the punt on that allowed us to score <laughs> that one time. There you go. Take that one. Oh, that's good. That's good. Awesome. Yeah, well, on my side of the coin, uh, let's do a little college football recap and preview. So we had the full week one, just marvelous, sitting down watching football, all day. I mean, really all weekend, starting Thursday, and then just just keeps going all the way through Monday night was some great football from a fan uh, the general fan perspective. Maybe it wasn't great football Monday night for Dan and his brethren, but good football being played. 
Yeah. Uh, so yeah, man, we talked about Florida and Utah last week. It was not really, it definitely was not the game we had last year. No, <laughs> that's for sure. Um, even without cam rising, Utah didn't really have a problem. Um, there, there wasn't a lot there. I, I don't really know what to make out of it. I mean, I didn't. I feel like if Graham Mertz just had some help, he might could make this thing happen. I mean, maybe. I, I feel like I Florida know. never committed to anything. Yeah, you. I mean, they had 13 rushing yards. That's just that's crazy. Oh just my craziness. god, are you serious? They had 13 rushing yards for the entire team. I knew 13. they threw the ball like 52 times or something like that. I didn't know they. God, that's awful. One, three, 13. Wow. Um, yeah, and I mean, Utah may do with Bryson Barnes and Nate Johnson there. I, I, I thought they both played fairly well. Bryson Barnes definitely looked like a little bit more of the passer, but when Nate Johnson was running the ball, he, he can electric. fly, dude. Yeah. I mean, so they've got, without Cam Rising, they've kind of got one really good complete quarterback between the two of them. Yeah. Um, yeah, so that started things off, and then, man, Saturday, Colorado, TCU. It was a movie. Ooh, that was that something. was that was the game of the weekend. I'll say it was it was in terms of the magnitude, just the back and forth, what it means in the whole scape or landscape rather of college football. Um, Coach Prime, Travis Hunter, the whole thing it was crazy. Um, How about I mean, some new names too? Uh, like Dylan Edwards. That's not the last time we're going to hear from that guy. No, he looked good, man. Yeah, he can move the rock around for sure. Shadur um, was, I I doubted Shadur, I'm going to be honest, and he was very, very, very impressive. Yeah, set a school record. Yeah. I mean, now we're talking 500 plus yards passing. But still, yeah, that's that's still a feat for sure. And um, yeah, man, it was just like, I think last week, I'd have to go back and listen, I'm pretty sure we both, I know we both picked TCU to win. I think we both picked them to win and cover. I had them to cover. I was way wrong on this. I, I think I was there too. I mean, I I could be wrong myself, but it was what I think a twenty one point spread. Yeah, twenty and a half. And like I to preface that, like not trying to cover up for our mistakes. I mean, we never thought that Dion wasn't going to work at Colorado. Like, oh we, no, 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 no. We did not think it was going to happen this quickly. They go win a game like that. That was shocking in a good way, in a very good way. I'm very happy for that program, and happy for Dion. Yeah, well, and we've seen college football happen for all these years, and it's been a coach gets hired first year. Some people find some really great success early, but you're building a program. You're going towards something. Dion did this in an unconventional way of mm-hmm. just throwing it all in, as many transfers as you can get, and just like, who cares about culture? That's like he. I mean, he's, yeah, no, I'm over here in that word. I hear it all the time. Yeah. And so it's like, what's going to happen? I think we were all just waiting to see, and we thought, okay, well, you know, some of these great programs have to figure their stuff out over the course of several weeks, and they just came out week one. And I mean, they're like, "We're here." Um, I mean, he said as much. Oh, the team said as much in his pregame speech. That speech, that speech was from a movie. That was <laughs> that yes. was unbelievable. This film crew that has just been following Dion for like the past year and a half. Amazing! I cannot wait for whatever comes. Oscar, this. give him an Oscar. Yeah, give it to him now. Yeah, I mean, insane. Um, but yeah, no, it, it was odd too. Cause this was like TCU just still being TCU of last year where it was like some things, I guess, never changed. Just, we're going to play really even keeled or maybe even kind of, you know, 
getting behind and then try and come back and win it at the end. And last year, you know, maybe with Max Duggan, like they win that game, but it's maybe. just funny to see how that looked almost the same as those games last year where they yeah. just came back at the end and tried to win it. Or most of the time they did win it last year. I loved that this was this was weirdly one of those games that was everything came out coming out was solely positive. TCU played a good football game. Oh yeah. They played really well. They missed some missed some throws downfield. Didn't really have the deep ball going for them, but like they were still very efficient offensively. They had a couple mistakes in the red zone that made the difference, but they played a clean football game. They really did, and Colorado was just up to the task, and it was yeah. really fun to watch. The, these are the types of games that make us all love college football. Exactly, and I thought there's nothing more perfect than you know that noon Eastern time slot, getting your day started, and that's what you get going with. I mean, it was just beautiful. Uh, but no, like you said, TCU played a good game, and think about that interception. I mean, stupid interception by Travis Hunter right there in the red zone. I mean that, and they said as much on the broadcast. Like I think Gus Johnson said it, or you know, either one of them saying like that's a touchdown most times. Yeah, like that that play like that's a touchdown. You've got it, and he just stepped up and and just grabbed it. And if they, I mean, if that goes in for the what you would assume usually is a touchdown, that could have been ball game right there. But they just Colorado made the plays, and I mean they they were scoring. I don't know exactly. They didn't punt maybe more than once or twice. And then it was the two yeah. interceptions. Um, so that was huge. I love that we're in a place where we can uh, compare players across sports. I love seeing the Travis Hunter is the Shohei Otani of college football. And I'm just like, <laughs> that only kind of makes sense. <laughs> but yeah. I'm here for it. Exactly. Still a little different. Yep. It, it is interesting, though. I mean, you think about like Shohei's season and what he's done over the full entirety of the season playing almost every day until here recently. But then wh what was the number? Was it a hundred and 127 120, plays? Yeah. And that, I mean, I know that's just one game, you know, on Saturday, but that's insane. It worries me. I hope that I Dion's smarter than to let him do that every game. I, but think about it. Travis Hunter's sort of adopting yeah. this style of play and this, I, I hate to for me to say the word swagger, but that swagger that Dion has. And like, if somebody was going to tell Dion to not do that, how would that go? We doing things that nobody else doing. <laughs> Ain't never been done. <laughs> I just come here each week wondering what random impression is Dan going to do today? <laughs> we go from and it's yet to disappoint. Sandra Bullock, JFK, and now D by the way, everyone and Larry was Munson, Larry Munson, Larry Munson. Everyone's everyone last week stealing my JFK. I heard Tom Fernelli go on Pardon My Take talking about the JFK Moon speech as well. I saw it on Game Day. I'm like, yeah, I texted you when I saw it on Game Day. Yeah, I'm like, man, you cut. We came out strong with this thing. That was what Monday night last week. Yeah, when we recorded, and then. Everybody come in on you. Hey, they're all they're all listening to the lunch hour sports show. That's that's for sure. That's exactly right. And good on them. <laughs> Padded their wallets a little this week. Oh man. So talking about exciting games, or at least what we built up to be exciting games, Florida State and LSU. Just everybody watch out right now. Yeah. Florida State is a problem. They put it's everyone on notice. I mean, I and I even sit here because we've seen Florida State over the past what three to five years, where it's like 
oh, Florida State's going to be great this year, and then they just weren't. And not only were they not good, they were terrible. And so it feels like, okay, yeah, they're probably going to be good, but are they going to live up to the hype? I, I don't know with the way they played this past week. I don't know if we've been hyping them up enough. That felt that like the arrival. Scary. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, as someone who's a Georgia fan and enjoys a good defense, that defense was scary. Mm-hmm. Like, just, I mean, I felt like they were back there all night long, just just ferocious attacking on the, I mean, the the front seven, everything. Just insane to me. Um, yeah, Florida State looks legit, man. I know you don't want to hear that. But. No, it's fine. It's fine. They're... I, I love what they're doing with that program. Uh, Keon Coleman gets his chance. He showed out. Um, Jaheim Bell was great. Uh, they just uh, Johnny Wilson had a couple drops, but in the second half, he started to turn around. He's going to be an impact player. Jordan Travis, man, I mean, he looked he looked really smooth, and that defense was a tight unit that LSU never could crack the code on, and that that's what kind of allowed Florida State to just drift away there in the second half. LSU played fine. I don't think that they was going like, to be my that was going to be my question to you is what do you make of LSU after this game? They're they're a good football team that played a little off and ran into a buzzsaw. I mean, I I think yeah. LSU's a good football team. They're going to have a chance to win 10 games, but that was not one of them. Well, and you can people talk about it on broadcasts and things. I know that they said it on the broadcast as much, but when you talk about like wearing a team down, wearing down the defense, yeah. not sustaining drives on offense and the defense getting tired, like we saw that. You I could mean, definitely tell. Yeah, LSU has a good defense. I mean, they might not be top five out there, but like they've got a good defense. And you could just tell at the end, Florida State was doing whatever they wanted. They just had nothing for them. They were gassed. And um, yeah, man, watch out Caleb Williams because Jordan Travis – Made made a statement. Um, all the Travises, yeah. And Travis Hunter, <laughs> Travis Hunter is Travis weekend. Yeah. Oh, um, Could you imagine? Uh, you know what? I'm gonna rub it in, Florida State fans. I gotta get I gotta get my licks in wherever I can. Could you imagine Travis Hunter on this team? Oh man, dude, that would be unfair, <sighs> dude. And you That'd know, neither of us put FSU in our preseason playoff predictions. No. Well, we thought a, another team would be better. <laughs> we did. So let's go ahead and talk about that other team, Dan. Um, <laughs> Clemson and Duke. Um, man, I felt for you just watching this game because it just felt so frustrating to see. I mean, I, I'm going to go ahead and say it, and people may call, say I'm wrong, whatever. Like, I still think Clemson's the better team. And it was so frustrating to see the team that you thought was clearly better just man, there's turnovers and just shooting themselves in the foot. Like a few different, a few things happen differently, and that game is not the same. I mean, what? How many times in the red zone was four? It? Four. Like that's four potential touchdowns, and it's not just like Duke stepped up and was like shutting it down. I mean that that's just four turnovers. Yeah, Duke didn't play great. Duke's a I'm gonna just say it right now, Duke is a very good football team. They deserve all the credit in the world. Much but, improved. Yeah. And and Riley Leonard is going to play in the NFL. Like he showed everything that an NFL quarterback is gonna be. And we talked about him here first. We the moon speech we did. and Riley Leonard. 
Don't and, look, and and tennis. I picked Duke to cover this game. I was telling you I was worried mm-hmm. about it. This Duke played a good game. They're a good football team, but they didn't play a perfect game. And this game is much as as much if not more about Clemson losing it than Duke winning it because I agree with that, yeah. This offense I know there's a lot being made about Dabo making a comment about well Garrett Riley's here to run the Clemson offense, not the Garrett Riley offense. That's sure as heck what it looked like. It, that didn't look like the Garrett Riley offense. I don't know what to make of it. I don't know if it was just not not gelling, not clicking, or whatever. Uh, I know a lot of people are making, well, DJU threw five touchdowns, and Cade Klubnik looks awful. Cade Klubnik didn't look that bad. I mean, he was fine. Mm-hmm. He, he just he made a few ill-advised throws. He's kind of... He's kind of antsy. I mean, I hope DJ has a great season. But it's people were talking like we ran him off like he was the problem. DJ was not a great quarterback for us, but he was not the problem. The problem was the system we had him in, and he was never comfortable on campus. And I'm worried that if – look, transfer portal is a big issue with Clemson right now. NIL is a big issue. But none of these issues are as big as the dadgum plays we're calling. Right, like, and that's like – Get your philosophy outside of it. Get your Clemson way out of it. Like this is this is boiling right down to the X's and O's in the scheme. Yeah, we can't move the ball, and it stinks. Like our defense played pretty good, and they just got worn down. They're on the field all the time. And bring the new wrinkle into this. Not only can we not move the we for some reason we're not going to let Kay Klubnik throw the ball more than 15 yards downfield. Apparently, so that's fun. Uh, not only can we not move the ball downfield, we can't score. Now we can't get field goals off. The special teams looked in, like they were in disarray, two block field goals. So we can't score at all. <laughs> so there's no hope. Man. Your defense is just going to have to start scoring. Start scoring all the points. Yeah, Andrew Makuba. I mean, it, it ticked me off so much that he got tripped up on that fumble recovery right before the first half ended. I was like, man, he could have picked that up and ran it back. And I'm like, where have I gotten to as a Clemson fan that I'm upset that he <laughs> did not run a fumble back? For us to score. Here's the there's so many stats you can throw out about this game about how Clemson led in rushing yards and passing yards. They were really they did the turnover battle was a factor, but it was only minus one. It it wasn't like yeah the major thing. Here's the stat. Clemson came into that game in Wallace Wade Stadium on Monday night with fifty six four and five star players and Duke had two. Yeah. Coaching is the issue. And that's all I'm going to say right now. I'm not going to unleash on Dabo or anything. I'm I'm concerned. I love Dabo, and I think there's a path for him to fix this. I certainly think he has time. I like that he made the changes in the offseason. I hope he lets these changes occur. <laughs> um, I'm not ready to just down everything. I'm not even ready to throw the season away quite yet. I'm just very frustrated after a game that was very winnable for us, and my outlook on the rest of the year is not great. But – I'm not I'm not there quite yet, but I'm very concerned about Clemson football right now. Oh man, if you guys were to win out your schedule, you're in. I mean, if you beat the FSU at this point, I don't know. I'm not, I'm not saying that that's what you know the goals and the aspirations should be. I mean, in, within the program, yes, yeah, but you know, it's like you still control your own destiny in a sense. Yeah, maybe to a point, just because of who we're gonna see. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't know, man. I've never seen a team have a twenty point. 20 point loss to an unranked team in the first weekend and 
still get in. I don't know. We'll see. We'll, we'll see. As long as you don't have two losses. I mean, That's Ohio true. State's had some poor losses and made do. That's true. I've heard, uh, you know, so a buddy of mine was trying to cheer me up, and he said, you know, Ohio State lost to Virginia Tech, hmm? and they yeah. turned it around, and I was like, well, Virginia Tech was, like, good. This is – well, du- hey, Duke's good. Duke, Duke's, yeah. Duke's I good. I mean, they've made, they're looking a lot better. Mike Elko's doing some great things there. He is. That's a, yeah. that's a very good football team. And there were there were two NFL players on the field, and they both played for Duke. Their names are Riley Leonard and Jalen Stinson. That the safety for Duke is a dog. He is awesome. So, yeah, hats man. off, Duke. Congrats. Hope you have a great season. Clemson, figure it out. Very succinct and sportsman of you, Dan. Yes. Yeah. So, um, who else impressed last weekend? I mean, for me, I know that these week one kind of you know cupcake games. You can't really take a lot out of them, whether that's underperforming and slow starts or overperforming because of who you're playing. But I don't care. Once you start hitting over those sevens, I mean, that's yeah. some serious stuff. Like, so kind of escalating. Um, Ole Miss, 73, Mercer, 7. That's just still crazy. Keep um, an eye on that Ole Miss team. I like that team. Yeah, man. They, they could do some things. Oklahoma, 73, Arkansas State, 0. Sad Butch Jones for the win. That was that He just was looked bad. so defeated, man. Man, I he, feel he bad for like, him. He was like, I should have stayed as an analyst at Bama and yeah. just and, and done that. Then much more joy. Uh, and then, dude, Oregon, 81. Portland State, 7. I, mean, I that's, like this again, team. It's just crazy. I understand. Week 1, FCS, but that's a lot of points. Poor Puddles. Poor Puddles and all puddles those push-ups. Still doing push-ups right oh. now. I love how he embraced it, though. Did you see him? He just like flexed as he was going down on his knees that last time. That was <laughs> man. I, I love it. I'm here for puddles. Like that. Outside of Georgia, I'm like I, I love this team. I'm embracing them. They're so much fun. Yeah, and they're they're a lot. I of love fun. me some puddles. All right, I got to confess something. I think I was wrong about Washington. <laughs> I was wrong about Washington. I thought I, I, we recapping it last week. I remember I talked myself into it. I was like, man, this is gonna be a good game. It's gonna be a close game. Not the case. And it's not. Boise State looked good. They yeah. looked fine. And Washington just had a different gear. And now that I mean, you look at guys like Adunze and some of those other guys mm-hmm. they've got at receiver. That is a dynamic group. Defense was flying around. I don't know, man. Penix. Let's see what he's got the rest of the year, but he looked like he could throw it to every spot on the field, no problem. So, Washington, I see it, man. I see it. Yeah, we were selling them a little short, and I don't think we're necessarily selling them short, but I don't think we realized that they were going to do that for sure. Um, other games, you know, that just had some some big hype. We talked about last week, UNC. Uh, I mean, that defense has made some serious strides. Yes, and the- South Carolina just cannot run the ball. The you the uh, North Carolina defense is what I was hoping to see out of the Clemson offense. <laughs> Just a complete <laughs> progression. They were very impressive. Drake May didn't have a good game and still put up a good stat line. Yeah, like the and I don't know. North Carolina might be inserting themselves into the conversation pretty soon. South Carolina. A lot of people were kind of ragging on them. I think they're fine. They just kind of ran into a better team and they they couldn't run the ball. Like Spencer Rattler. He played okay. I mean, I, I think South Carolina is still in a good spot. They just played a better team. 
Yeah, and we could all be a little guilty of catching ourselves up in that hype at the end of last year. Oh, yeah. Just thinking, oh, oh, we're, what's going to happen here week one? We we still kind of know what about South Carolina is and where they fall in their own conference and nationally. So they still have the opportunity to have a great season. Yeah. For their for themselves. They so, got they got Georgia in a week and a half. Yeah. Um I I don't want to talk about that game just yet. <laughs> okay. After last week. Um you know, it, Georgia panned out fine, but just as a, a fan watching that, you know, Kirby has built up this standard, so now here we are like well, this is the Georgia standard and I I don't want to think about very competitive games at the moment. We'll think about it after next week. Okay. All right. I'll give you that time. Let <laughs> you, you breathe a little bit. I appreciate that. Um, yeah. And then in terms of maybe not necessarily who impressed, but who did not impress, man, Baylor just laid an egg to old Texas State. Um, hey, you called it. You never know what you're getting with Baylor. They're like a box of chocolates. Yep. And now I think we know. But, yeah, it's like they're either the bottom quarter of their conference or – they're going to win it. So now we know at least, but yeah. Hey, props to Texas state, man. You, yeah. you do your thing. You're, you're a solid, you're a Texas program to be hey, talked about. Shout out TJ Finley transferring yeah, over there. TJ, little TJ Finley, man. Good for him. That was, that was fun to see. Yeah. No, I love it. All right, man. So that's what happened last week. Lots of fun. We're looking ahead to some more fun this week and let's just go ahead Let's look at the big dog here. Um, there's some other games that we can just kind of keep our eyes on, but we all know this week it's Bama, Texas. So you've got Bama coming in this game, touchdown favorite, over-unders, 54 and a half there, and just really interested to see where this goes. Um, you know, Bama, they they came out last week. I know Jalen Mil- Milrow is a crazy athlete. And just him getting on the field, like something electric is going to happen. But there's still that part you're kind of trying to figure out of just running the offense, um, making those adjustments, going through your reads. And, you know, it's going to be interesting to see where they land with Texas here. Um, I don't know. It, it's kind of tough to, to see where this is going. I mean, with that touchdown, that touchdown given to Bama on the spread. Um, I, I don't know. I mean, I guess that feels right. But at the same time, Texas has got some some more coming back and some additions that I maybe I'm a little bit more excited about uh, than Bama. So I think, yeah, because this is Bama, this is Nick Saban, that's warranted. But, um, yeah, it, it's going to be an interesting game to watch. What are your thoughts on this one, Dan? So I watched a little bit of – um, Alabama this past weekend just to kind of see what was going on in that quarterback situation. And Jalen Milrow, like, I, I thought he was good. I mean, inferior opponent for sure, and he's going to have to step it up against this defense. But I don't know, man. I just, I just feel like I like where Bama is at right now as a program over Texas, not, not to kind of pile on Texas. I feel like Texas is – progressing and improving and if they go win a game like this it changes everything for that program but I don't know I feel like when you take away the rushing attack of of Bijan and and Roshan Johnson from last year it's 
it didn't look like they established that in the backfield in week one, albeit week one. Uh, I just don't. The the big thing here, though, is that Bama might have a couple of guys in the secondary. It looks like uh, Malachi Moore might not play. It's it's looking more like Jalen Key will play, but we still don't know for sure on either of them. I don't know. I I don't know. I, well, I go... you kind of think, I mean, this is, again, this is Bama, this is Nick Saban, and you kind of have to see Texas prove that they're going to do something other than what they've done the past few years, right? Yeah. So they have an opportunity to do that, but until then, and especially like you mentioned with some changes in the dynamics of the offense, it's hard to say that you could feel confident about them coming in and winning this game. And I say all that knowing what happened last year. Yeah. Crazy game. And I, oh man, last year we were, we went for just a spontaneous weekend away up to Tennessee. And I remember being in Build-A-Bear sitting there (laughs) trying to help my daughter make a bear oh my gosh with this terrible mountain reception that you get up there and i was just like i was like can we please get out of this store and sit on a bench somewhere so i can see what's happening i mean i had espn gamecast pulled up just trying to watch every bit of the snap there uh, or every snap that played and so i'm excited to be at home watching this game this year but my luck it probably won't be nearly the same um so yeah i say all of that knowing that last year was a close game. Mm-hmm. And it, it call me if I'm wrong on this. It was Jalen Milrow that, ho- that whole game last year, right? Because Bryce Young was out. No, Bryce Young was in for was Texas. In? Yeah. I thought that Jalen Milrow That was the A&M reason. game. That was the A&M game. Okay. Yeah. Um, so, again, though, close game, and you had Bryce Young. Yeah. And, of course, Texas lost some of their guys as well. Um, but, yeah, I don't know. It, it, they're not evenly matched programs in terms of just where the programs are, but it's very interesting the the year that this could be for each of them. Definitely. Um, and I, Alabama I, has a chance to kind of show, no, we're still Bama. Yeah. Uh, Texas has showed like we are Texas of old, not the Texas of recent years. So it's going to be a, a very big statement for either team. So I, I said that a minute ago about the Texas running attack, but at the same time, we don't know where Bama's rush defense is at, at either. Like, there's no Will Anderson walking through that door this weekend. No. But what this comes down to for me is, like I said, I like where Bama's program's at right now. I liked what I saw in week one. I know it was an inferior opponent, but Texas played an inferior opponent too, and I liked what I saw from Bama a little more. I know Bryant-Denny Stadium doesn't get a lot of love when it comes to hard places to go play. But we haven't seen the Bama fan base hungry in a while. And I think you're going to see that Saturday night. I think they're they're not going to be treacherous, but they're going to play a factor. And Quinn Ewers cut his mullet, so yeah, I don't believe in him anymore. So I got it's Bama. Like Samson. He yeah. cut the hair. There you go. That's right. Yeah. Well, no, but if he does come out and lay an egg, how exciting would it be to see Arch Manning come trotting out there in the no, third it's, quarter? No, it's, it's Malik Moore. Uh, it's all Malik Moore. It's the Malik Moore show. Okay. Well, so be it then. Uh, but yeah, so Alabama disciplined football. In some ways, you still know what you're going to get um, and that you're going to get a consistent team. They've proven they know how to win. Uh, I mean, Texas definitely has the history of doing so and I think has the talent to be able to step up there and 
and knock them off this week. Um, but I, I just don't know if they will yet. I mean, I, I think Texas could still, and I'm sure they don't, you know, moral victories, not a thing in Texas football, but I think that they could still in a loss show a lot of good things this week and oh. set themselves up well for the rest of the season, especially Absolutely. when it comes to the big 12. Absolutely. And that's kind of where they were last year. And I know they don't want to be in the same spot, but you think about who you lost and the fact that you're going to play them now. And even if you don't win, if you have a good showing, doesn't affect your standings in your own conference, mm-hmm. gives you some gives you some belief of like, hey, look at who we just went up against. Look where we how close we can be to that. Yeah, I think uh, I think Texas could uh, take a lot of good things away from this. Yeah, man, no, I like it. So my pick, I'm going to say that Bama wins, and and just because there's not a lot of room underneath that touchdown, um, I, I'm going to say that they cover. You know, but I mean, it easily could work out where this one is just a push. But yeah. I, I'm going to say Bama covers. You know, like touchdown on a field goal, something like that. Um, if this was at six and a half, um, I'd probably feel a little better there. But um, I, I'm going to say that they cover and and still win. What's your pick, Dan? Yeah, I'll go Bama. I'll go Bama to. I'll go Bama to cover. All right. Well, Longhorn fans, send your raging bulls our way. Um, but yeah, that, that's the that's sort of the main preview. That that's the big game this week. But there's some other games you want to keep an eye on. Uh, you got Colorado coming back to hey, just wreak more havoc. This is college football rivalry at its best. Nebraska has been trying to get back for so long. Colorado has been in the in the seventh level of hell as a program over the past few years. <laughs> their their uh, their biggest rival is Nebraska. And uh, I heard a story today from somebody who covers Colorado football who was talking about how, how this rivalry got started. And basically it just happened with a Colorado coach coming to the locker room and being like, hey, so like, who's the best team in our conference? And somebody was like, oh, Nebraska. And he goes, okay, cool. We freaking hate them now. And, and that's that started the rivalry. <laughs> I love but it. But Colorado has somehow beaten Nebraska to being back. <laughs> it's kind of hilarious. The rivalry to get back. Yes. Oh, man. But, yeah, so, I mean, coming in this game, Colorado is ranked. Nebraska is not. Colorado is a three-point favorite. Um, So that's going to be very interesting to see. Do we want to pick these games here, Dan, just real quick, just pick them as we go? Uh, Yeah, well, just real quick. I think I'm going to actually take Nebraska to bounce back and win this game. Yeah, You're going to throw some water on the hype train there. Yeah. Yeah, I think I am. But I don't think that's going to take anything away from what Dion's doing. I mean, you got a couple tough – opponents back-to-back and I know Nebraska did not have the best showing against Minnesota in week one but I don't know and I'm going plainly off vibes on this one but I think Nebraska bounces back and gets a win I I don't see Colorado pulling off a game like that two weeks in a row sorry man trust the vibes yeah um I still I I like Colorado I kind of wonder if this week we would see them come back and win it Rather, I mean, now last week, it's not like they just had it in hand, but, you know, it wasn't like a come from behind situation, even though I know they were trailing, but not quite in a a large deficit. So I like Colorado to win, and I I think it'll cover. I mean, those three point spreads are so tricky. So, yeah, they are. That's an NFL spread. Yeah. So, I mean, maybe like, uh, I mean, maybe it's six, you know, seven, you get two field goals, touchdown difference in there. So I'm going to say they win and cover. Uh, but then also to watch, you got number 24, Tulane, 
hosting number 20, Ole Miss. Ole Miss is a seven-point favorite there. I know this is a ranked matchup, but after seeing Ole Miss last week, I'm not so sure. It could still be a fun game. Tulane oh, it shocked will be. the world last at the end of last year. But I don't I don't know if it's going to be as close anymore after seeing what Ole Miss could do last week. But that's my opinion. It'll, you may think otherwise. It'll be a fun game. Tulane is a very good program in a great spot right now. But Ole Miss is also in a great spot. And they just got better athletes. So I got Ole Miss. Yep. Ole Miss as well here. And I think that they cover as well. Um, you got Miami that is going up against Texas A&M. Texas A&M is coming to see them there. Uh, they're ranked 23rd, and Texas A&M is a four-and-a-half-point favorite. Um, talking about teams wanting to sort of make their statement, this is one of those games to see what they're made of, I guess, and where they're going to be at this year. Yeah. yeah I can't... Miami just, you know, it's... I'm not saying they have high hopes, but they could really show that they're making some strides and put on a good performance <laughs> against A&M. And if A&M loses this game, even though the AD has said Jimbo is safe, it's just going to be another here-we-go-again type moment. Um, ultimately, though, I do think Texas A&M wins. They probably cover. But this is a what could be a competitive game, but it's almost like a must-win situation for Jimbo to show that this is actually going to be a successful program. Yeah. I can't believe I'm saying this. I have Texas A&M to win and cover just based off of what I saw from both of them in week one with similar opponents. I think Texas A&M looked a little cleaner. Miami had a good showing against the other Miami of Ohio. Um, but they were getting Miami points. From, yeah, the Miami Bolt. They were getting points from weird places, though, and none of them were coming from an established passing game. Tyler Van Dyke, something still just looks off with him. I'm not totally sure, but... I trust A&M a little bit more, and I also think Jimbo just comes in the locker room and says, if y'all don't win this game, I'm going to murder you. Like, I have to win this game. I have to win this football game. So, and then if you want to live. Got our, and then we get our next Untold Story documentary. Yeah. Nice. Absolutely. Oh, my gosh. All right, man. Well, consider my coin laid down. That was That was my college football spill. All right. Well, super excited about the games this weekend. Um Hopefully Clemson can score against Charleston Southern. That would be nice to see. Um, I think yeah. you guys will do good. I think it'll be fine. That's I hope. I hope so. I hope. I hope so. Nice. All right, Dan. Well, tell me what's uh, what's on your plate today. The doctor is in. Uh, doctor Dan is here to give Dr. his diagnosis Dan. for every NFL division. So basically, where we're at, uh, fandom wise, you're more of the college football guy. I love college football as well. Um, and I, I think I like college football more than the NFL, but it's not by a big margin. I'm a, I'm a pretty big follower of the NFL. I like both for different reasons. Well, it depends on what Clemson does this year. Yeah, that's part of it too. Um, <laughs> um, I am really excited about this season, in the NFL. I'm going to just kind of run through each division, tell you where I think all the teams are at right now, sprinkle some stats in there. And yeah, just kind of give you a quick rundown, pick a winner for each division, and kind of preview everything up until our quick Super Bowl picks towards the end. So nice. I will be here to give just fun uh, vibe picks and yeah, and, and input. Here. But you, you can educate some of us at the same time. Some of us college football guys who are just you know 
stepping into the fantasy world and, and need a refresher here, need to know what's going on. There you go. But it's not like you're clueless to the NFL. You you see what's going on. Uh, it, oh, yeah. This Yeah, but if I'm definitely a little... report app, you have no choice. You're going to yeah. know some things. Yeah, definitely. I'm a little more ingrained. I, I, I pay attention a little more. So I'm going to, uh, the doctor is in. He will see you now and let's run through it. But before we do that, we're going to play a quick little game. Oh, uh, old faces in new places. I'm going to throw a player out for that. Yeah. You tell me what team they're on. So quick little warm up. Aaron oh, Rodgers no. plays for. Oh, he plays for the Jets. now. There you go. Ah, easy. Derek Carr. Um, I know this. I know this. He left Las Vegas and he, he went to. Oh, no. Is it AFC or NFC? I'm it's, sorry. It's I'm NFC. Really it's an FC. Oh, this is telling me right now we can't play this game with everyone on the list. No, we can play it. We'll play it, and then people will just scream at their radios or AirPods. Oh um, Derek Carr landed in... Gosh, dude. I don't know. Did he go to Washington or something? He went to the Saints. He's a New Orleans Saint. Oh, no. I knew this. Yeah. I knew this. That's uh, on me. Here, yeah, I knew that. Redeem yourself with another quarterback, Jimmy Garoppolo. Oh, no. Okay. All right. Jimmy wait, Garoppolo. Wait. He's in... Um, he... Um, he went to not the Cardinals. No, definitely not the Cardinals. No. Um, same area of the country though. Think about the guy we just talked about. Oh, the guy was so. Oh, so he went to Las Vegas. Yes. He replaced. Yeah. No. Yeah. No, that tracks. Okay. Some yeah. of these things are coming back to me. All right. I'm just gonna run through a few. <laughs> um, Baker Mayfield is a buck. Oh, I was. I knew that one. Oh, okay. It's well, fine. It's All right. Okay. Uh, Jacoby Brissett. Where's he? Jacoby Brissett. Uh, I feel like he's just always in Miami for some reason. He is, but he's he's actually a commander this season. Okay, um, yeah. Other role player. Those are all the quarterback movements for this year. It's okay, Jake. You're good. Don't worry about <laughs> it. Uh, Miles Sanders oh. is a Carolina Panther. David Montgomery is a Lion. Raheem I Mostert. I because I drafted him. So there I you go. Uh, Jamal Williams also moved to the Saints. Devin Singletary leaves Buffalo. He's now a Texan. Rashad Penny is an Eagle. Damian Harris of Alabama fame signs with the Bills. How about this? Melvin Gordon. Baltimore Raven. Ravens are exciting. Yes. Even I are. know that. Uh, here's your team, the Tennessee Titans. They pick up DeAndre Hopkins of Clemson Tiger fame. For D whatever reason. Yeah. DJ Moore, obviously, to the Bears. Brandon Cooks is a Cowboy. Juju Smith-Schuster, he is a Patriot this season. No longer on the Chiefs. Elijah Moore is a Brown. OBJ is a Raven. Adam Thielen is also a Panther. Jacoby Myers, who threw... He's a Raider. He's a Raider, and he was a Raider last year when he played for the oh. Patriots and threw that ball up. Uh, Alan Lazard is a Jet. Uh, Aaron Rodgers just bringing the Packers to New York, so that's fun. It's uh, like Dion when he went to Colorado. Definitely. Uh, he guys are coming with me. Darren Waller and Isaiah Simmons are now New York Giants. Dalton Schultz is a Texan. Mike Gusecki, the worst gritty known to man. It's coming to New England. He's a Patriot. <laughs> Hayden Hurst is a Panther. That's just fun little fun little nuggets of who's where in the NFL right now. So a lot I'll start. Of shaking up. Yeah, a lot of shaking up this year. I'm gonna start running through the divisions. Let's start in the NFC Beast. Last mm. year it was won by the Philadelphia Eagles. The Dallas Cowboys also had a good season. The New York Giants also had a good season. Both of those teams made the playoffs and won playoff games to move on to the next round. The only team that was left standing was the Washington Commanders, and they were in the picture right up to the end. So this is 
weirdly gone from maybe four years ago, one of the worst divisions in the NFL. It's one of the most competitive now. Where are, at, where are we at with these teams? Well, Sam Howell is now QB1 in Washington, and I just think there's going to be too much of a growing phase for him and that team. Also, Chase Young, like, Chase Young, do you like playing football, dude? Because you're not doing it right now. Uh, I don't <laughs> totally believe in the commanders right now. I could be proven wrong. They did bring in Eric Bieniemy as the OC, so we'll see what shakes out there. But as for the rest of these teams, I mean, I think the Cowboys are going to be pretty good but I think they're going to take a little step back I just don't believe in Dak Prescott I just don't they also they well, lose I mean, why would is he giving you much reason you know no. it feels like they've always kind of just been pushing on the ceiling but never quite breaking through yeah but people still do people still do I feel man like we do that every year though like just because they're the Cowboys yeah and even then last year they were like they averaged 102 rushing yards per game which was the seventh worst in the NFL and then they lose a leader in the locker room in Ezekiel Elliott uh, I know Tully, Tony Pollard is supposed to be great, but we haven't seen him play a season where he's sharing most of the snaps. I don't, I don't see this totally happening quite yet. They were also towards the bottom end yards per game through passing. Didn't get a lot of sacks last year. They were in the bottom 10 in the NFL in sacks per game. Uh, thir- getting off the field on third down, they were the fourth worst. I just I don't see it happening for the Cowboys this year, and they didn't really add anybody, so... I don't see that happening this season. It, I hate to just say that the Eagles are going to do it again, but the Eagles are going to do it again. And they had a team that felt like they were destined to take what happened in the Super Bowl right on the chin and be stronger for it. Like they are a tight knit group. They led the NFL in rushing yards per game last year, and it was not even close. They averaged 181 yards per game. The next best team was Baltimore at 145. Not even close. Philadelphia's got the best offensive line in the NFL. They've got one of the best quarterbacks in the NFL. I'm saying it. Jalen Hurts is that dude. And okay. they've got a strong defense. They had some guys leave, but they also brought some guys in, and there's going to be a lot of those Georgia Bulldogs in year two that are going to start looking even better. Jalen Carter is on that team. so Philly dogs, baby. Yeah. Love it. I just... I like the Eagles. I also like the Giants, though, man. They weren't far behind. They averaged 130 yards rushing per se- uh, per game last year. I don't totally trust Daniel Jones, but I trust everyone else around that group, and that defense is going to be better. Brian Dable is an amazing coach. I see them flirting with nine or ten wins and getting in in one of the top wild card spots. So I, I think this division has a high-flying case of the Eagles, and they're going to win it. But the Giants are going to be good, especially with some of the additions they made in the offseason. So. Do you like the Giants to finish ahead of the Cowboys? Yes. Okay, cool. I do. I see the Cowboys winning eight games and the Giants winning somewhere around ten. Sweet, man. And I, I think the Eagles are destined to win 14 or 15 again. So that's where I'm at. Let's go to NFC South. Um the Buccaneers won that division, but Tom Brady is not walking through that door. Um, the Falcons have some excitement, but at the same time, every that excitement only goes as far as they could get a wild card spot. It's not going anywhere beyond that. The Saints are getting some hype, and coming into last season, the Saints had a lot of hype as well. It just didn't connect. Jameis Winston was hurt all year, and that's going to be interesting to see play out in the beginning of the season. Is, is Jameis the guy or is Derek Carr the guy? I think that they would they would make that decision pretty quickly because they know 
Jameis and what he brings to the table, but Derek Carr could add a fun new wrinkle, if you would, a new skill set into that offense. Definitely. I agree with you. I guess probably one of the bigger questions here is, you know, is, is somebody going to be sitting above 500 by like week five? I think they whatever will be. that was. I think the Saints are that team this year. I mean, they ranked pretty well in defense last year. Defense wasn't the problem. It was just getting a quarterback that could run that offense. Here's a good exercise for you. They might be a good regular season team, and I'm about to tell you why. I don't know if they're maybe a Super Bowl contender, but go ahead, Jacob. Off the top of your head, name off the most elite quarterbacks in the NFL, to your knowledge. Most elite quarterbacks? Yeah. Uh, Pat Mahomes. Okay, Saints don't play him. Oh, okay. Uh, Josh Allen. Saints don't play him. I mean, Aaron Rodgers. Saints don't play him. Can I say Lamar Jackson? You can. No. Saints don't play him either. Oh, okay. Still not in there. Um, yeah. Uh, I'm trying to – I mean, I don't want to you – know, like somebody like Kirk Cousins, he's, he's – I don't know if you'd say he's elite. He's he's a very serviceable quarterback. Yeah. He's above average. They get him, but I'm, I'm not super worried about Kirk. No. I mean, it kind of depends on – it depends on the day for him. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, I mean, outside of that, in terms of proven quarterbacks, I feel like that's that's my list. Yeah. So, and I mean, a couple other guys you could throw in is Joe Burrow and Justin Herbert. He doesn't see. Well, pff, yeah, there. He doesn't see Justin Herbert, and they get Joe Burrow at home. And I mean, so, I mean, there's a shot for this defense to be really great throughout the regular season, especially in division. I mean, you're not going to see a lot of elite quarterback play unless Bryce Young is the guy we all think he could be right away, but I don't see that happening either. Tampa Bay to me is the really interesting one because I still sort of believe in Baker Mayfield. I and not to the sense of he's going to lead a team to the playoffs. He's he's I think he's a serviceable NFL quarterback. We'll yeah, see. I mean, I would like would you take Baker Mayfield or Carson Wentz? Baker Mayfield, nine, yeah. ten there times out of ten. And Carson Wentz get, still continues to find ways to get on the field. Uh, he will not be on the field this year. He is not employed by an NFL team. Well, no, but I mean, over yeah. the past few years, it's been an understanding that Carson Wentz is not somebody that you're lining up to go make your quarterback, oh, yeah. that he just continued to play. For sure. The Falcons have a lot of hype coming in, but like I said, that's only for wild card contingency. I think the Saints have a better roster. The Falcons might be able to kind of make that leap this year but the Falcons have to learn how to win and the Saints are filled with guys on that roster that know how to win they just didn't do it last year so let's see if they make this leap I got the Saints winning this division and the Falcons maybe contending for one of those bottom wild card spots but that's about where I've got this division so they got a case of the Mardi Gras the Saints I've got winning this division Let's move on to the NFC North. And this was a really interesting one last year. The Packers were not who we thought they were. The Lions are coming in with just all kinds of hype. Too much hype, if you ask me. Well, it's Dan, dude. It's it's old DC, MCDC, brother. That's uh, it right there. Dan Campbell. We're going to drag him in the ocean and let him come up for air and then bring him back down. <laughs> Hard Knocks was awesome last year. It was way better than this year. Anyway, uh, the Vikings won the division, but they won so many close games. And I, the, the Vikings know how to win, but I don't feel like the Vikings have a, a roster loaded with talent that can get them wins week in and week out. Especially they lose Dalvin Cook. 
I know they make a few additions here and there. I think Jordan Addison will be great. Justin Jefferson's obviously that guy. Kirk Cousins, though, the he's getting older every year. I'm not sure we've got a guy in him that can continue to do what he did last year, year in and year out. The defense is good. I, I don't see anything, you know, changing that. I think the Vikings will contend. The Lions have a lot of hype coming in. They were fantastic last year offensively. Defensively, they were just they never quite they they never quite set the bar at the right level. I mean, offensively, they ranked fourth in yard in passing yards per game. They ranked tenth in rushing yards per game. They were pretty rough on third down, though. So that's just another indicator to me that they got to learn how to win in the right circumstances. Maybe that game against Green Bay on Sunday night last year was that first step in them finding a way to win big games. They did not allow a lot of sacks. They got a great offensive line. Another team that's got a great offensive line is Green Bay. I I think Green Bay gives Jordan Love the chance to progress and flourish this season. And Christian Watson is going to be a problem. We we don't know a lot. Christian Watson. I'm I'm in on that. Yeah. Yeah. We don't know a lot about this Green Bay offense. We really don't. I mean, last well, year they, they ranked. They still got Aaron Jones over there. They still got Aaron Jones, and they 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 drafted fairly well. They've got they're going to have a good defense. I trust Matt Lafleur. I really do. I know he's made some pretty bonehead mistakes in big games, but I think this is a team that can establish the run. They were in top ten last year at 124.3 rushing yards per game. I mean, passing wise, that was all Aaron Rodgers, but. We've been hearing some good things in camp about Jordan Love that he's really made the leap. We'll see how that plays out. So this is kind of anybody's game, except it's definitely not Chicago's game. I think Chicago will impress and they will improve, and I think Justin Fields is going to have a pretty good season, but Chicago is not in this conversation. But the three teams that are, this is going to be fun. But I, I think if you're going off roster and if you're going off kind of vibes in the locker room you got to go Detroit but I'm actually gonna zag I'm gonna go Green Bay I think Green really? Bay yeah oh, I think the man. Packers are primed to have a good season this year behind a really solid offensive line and a new quarterback new blood for Green Bay and I think I think they're gonna be I hope I'm not just trusting the brand though but I do feel like they're gonna find ways to win games that Minnesota won last year. Minnesota's not going to win those games this year. Minnesota's a good team, but they're not going to win those games this year. And Detroit is going to have a season where they're learning how to win at a high level week in and week out. Green Bay, they might be there already. They 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 really might. Um, I know that's a little that sounds a little hypocritical and backwards, um, but how I see this playing out is Green Bay being a very consistent team throughout the regular season. Detroit may be kind of starting slow, losing some close games here and there, but we get to January. Packers win the division, but Detroit is the dangerous team. That's kind of how I see this playing out. I like that. That's some good perspective because here I was, I was thinking Packers are going to sit like third in this division as a, sort of an outsider looking in. So that's exciting. I like what I've I like what I saw at the end of them last year, and I think. I honestly think Aaron Rodgers leaving was best for both parties. I think Aaron Rodgers is in a great position right now, and I think the Packers are just ready to be – they were so ready to just be done with all that and move on. Um, yeah, I think they're going to be in a good spot. All right, we move out of the NFC West. The Rams are going to be bad. I'm sorry. 
there what is what is good here as the person who's somewhat being educated on this segment like what are what's exciting in the west because i just look at it and i I don't see much that is um there's not anything really the 49ers are going to be the exact same team they've been for the past four years um the cardinals are the worst team in the nfl they are tanking like the cardinals are legitimately tanking I think the Packers are a contender in the conference, and I think the Seahawks are one of the more dangerous rosters in the entire NFL. You think of the season Geno Smith had last year. Hopefully he can turn that around. And I think a lot of what Geno has struggled with in his career was circumstance, more so than his actual playing ability. Now he's getting his shot, and he's making the most of it. Hopefully he extends that level of play he was at last year. You got guys like Kenneth Walker, you got guys like DK Metcalf, Jackson Smith, and Jigba comes in. I know he's hurt to start the year, but he's going to be a dude, a certified dude. On defense, you got guys like Kobe Bryant. They've had an established defense year in and year out. And Pete Carroll is like, he's going to get the most out of his team. And this is year two without Russell Wilson now. I think the vibes are going to be even stronger. I don't think this roster has the, the talent to beat teams like Philadelphia or or San Francisco, they may lose both games of San Francisco but still be a solid team. I, I have the Seahawks coming in as one of the wild card teams, but I've got San Francisco winning this division just, just based off consistency. I mean, you look at offensive and defensive team stats from last year, and San Francisco is just like in the top five for every single one of them. And Seattle, though, averaged almost 360 passing yards a game last year. They did not let up a lot of sacks. They were amazing on third down. They were 41% on third down. They were fantastic last year. Points per game, Seattle in the top 10, averaging 28. Like, this is what you want out of that offense, and the defense is only going to get better. I like Seattle a lot, but San Francisco's just, they are the standard. I like what we're seeing out of them. But, yeah, so. Nice. It's a, and uh, Nick Bosa just got paid. Yes, he did. Very He's nice. going to play all year. Dang, it's just crazy looking at all the defensive team defense stats, and San Francisco is one or two in every single one of them. It's just ridiculous. I love it. Anyway, um, championships. Yeah, so it's a. I'm diagnosing a gold rush in the NFC West. Uh, San Francisco does it again, but the Seahawks are dangerous. How I see this playing out, I think Philly. I think Philly gets back. I I just think they're that group that has the chip on their shoulder. They've got the roster. They've got everything going for them. They've got a coach they believe in. I I love the 49ers a lot everywhere except quarterback. I, I Brock Purdy can't go beat a team like the Eagles in an NFC Championship game. I until I until I believe until I see it, I won't believe it. So that's what I see coming in the AFC or excuse me the NFC. When we go to the AFC, this is where it gets interesting. Let's talk about the AFC East. Uh. Bill Belichick, hot seat? I mean, at some point it's got to end, right? They can't do this forever. <laughs> I don't know if he can be because I can just see Robert Kraft walking into his office and being like, hey, Bill, uh, we got to let you go. And he'd just say, no. <laughs> and Robert Kraft is like, okay, all right, see you at lunch. <laughs> <laughs> um, but let's be real with the Patriots. They got one of the worst rosters in the NFL. One of the worst offensive lines in the NFL they ranked very low in team defense last year. I mean, yeah, 
it, it's not looking good in Foxborough. Yeah, well, you know, it comes for us all. I mean, they're yeah. they're gonna have to sit at the bottom for some time. And they are looking. I mean, it's just. I'm not gonna say it's not fair, but when you're in here with the Bills, Dolphins, and Jets, like you're you're just the odd guy out now. Yeah. And so I almost wonder if you can't really punish Bill so much because you just got some you got some solid teams in your division here now that are gonna be you tough do. to compete with. Yeah, it, the Patriots are not a disaster. That's why that that comment about Bill Belichick hot seat is kind of tongue in cheek. It's just, he's dealing with a lot of turnover right now. Uh, we're still trying to figure out is Mac Jones, the guy, uh, I don't, I don't know. We'll see. I hope the best for Mac Jones, but th- this division is about New York and, and Buffalo, New York. I have in that same category as you got to learn with the Lions. You got to you got to learn how to win. And I know that Aaron Rodgers knows how to win, but the rest of that team does not know how to win quite yet. They had a stretch of five games early in the season last year where they looked phenomenal, and then it completely went away. How much of that was Zach Wilson? Seemed like a lot, but the defense also wasn't winning games for them that they were early in the season either. Zach Wilson didn't change. This that that whole roster kind of dipped out. Brees Hall got injured. He's back this year. Also, you throw Dalvin Cook in that in that uh, backfield. They're going to be good. They're going to get hot at the end of the year. They're going to be dangerous. But, man, we were all picking Buffalo to win the Super Bowl last year or the year before. Buffalo's been the premier team as far as hype. It seems like we're, we're kind of done with Buffalo. I don't know why. I, mean, I, I guess love. just from this, like, okay, we're kind of waiting for them to win it. We're waiting for them to win it. We're waiting for them to win it. And it's just not going down yet. I mean, now you got the Chiefs to worry about. That kind of puts some some hindrances in your path. But I guess it's just maybe a little fatigue. Yeah. And yeah. I mean, isn't it odd though that we're coming into the season? And it's like here we are. Like there's hype on the Jets. Like when when was the last time this happened? I know it's exciting. I'm really yeah. excited about it. But like, look at Buffalo last year, 397 yards per game. Second in the NFL. Passing yards per game was sixth in the NFL at 140. Rushing yards per game, third in the NFL. Uh, rush, uh, rushing yards per attempt, 5.2 yards per carry. Maybe a lot of that was Josh Allen. They probably ran him too much last year, but you're getting a healthy Bills team. Tredavious White, Josh Allen. They get rid of Devin Singletary, but it looks like they've got plans for James Cook. Yes, They've sir. Got, yeah, watch out for my boy James. Stefan Diggs is still one of the best receivers in the NFL. They did not let up sacks last year. In fact, they were the absolute best team at defending sacks last year. The Bills are still that team. I don't know why we're just not thinking about them. To me, I'm thinking I'm thinking that the Bills are like maybe the team to beat. I know the Chiefs just won the Super Bowl, but the when the Bills are healthy, and also like I don't want to put too much of it on the whole DeMar Hamlin situation, but the Bills were dealing with a lot at the end of last year. And I think that kind of resurfaced in that playoff game against Cincinnati. Cincinnati just had a game for the ages. Cincinnati's going to be a problem, but if the Bills can stay healthy and stay on track, this is, to me, is still the most dangerous team in the NFL. I got the Bills winning the division, winning maybe 14, 15 games. Yeah. Well, I like it, and I don't. I don't think you're wrong to say that. You know, the Demar Hamlin situation definitely can throw things there. I know that maybe in like a baseball world, you know, like being a little bit more of a baseball guy, 
we talk so much about like the clubhouse and yeah. guys getting along and what's the vibe like because they're like living together every day almost for just the entire season. Um, but I mean, those kind of dynamics still really exist. So uh, I think it's a very fair point about how the year ended for them last year. And maybe they need this. Maybe they need the Jets to come in and be a contender and kind of be someone to worry about and kind of shift some focus off of them so that they can just kind of come in and be their team, play their game. And like you said, come in and maybe be one of, one of the best teams out here and not surprise some folks, but, you know, take some of that. We're expecting it of the bills away, yeah. putting it on to other places and then they can come in and really make, make, make their push. Definitely. Yeah. I think, uh, I think you're, you hit the nail on the head there. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to move to the AFC South because this uh, brings up your favorite NFL team, the Tennessee Titans. Tighten up, baby. Um, look, I'm going to be honest. I have no expectations with the Titans this year. I think they're just going to be the exact same team they've been for the past couple seasons. They're going to be good. I that, though. Yeah. Even. Good, not great. They'll be, they'll be a problem some weeks. Some weeks they won't be. Uh, the well, Colts, Mike Vrabel has just like coached this team into being competitive, and yeah. at some point, it's it's gonna have to run out. And yeah. this offensive line is just horrendous. I mean, there's some of the usual bright spots, but I mean, and people have been saying it. Tannehill's getting old. Henry's yeah. getting old. The young guys are are not there, and they may never be there. I, I'm I'm still kind of waiting to see about like you know the likes of Traylon Burks. I like him a lot. Really excited about him. But I just I just don't know if we're there yet, so um, I, I won't bog us down on Titans because that's where most of my um, most of my perspective comes from. But yeah, as someone from this side, it, I, I that's why the DeAndre Hopkins move confused me because I'm like, yeah. why don't why don't we just go into rebuild mode here? Like, what are we we feel like we feel like the Angels, not just to make a baseball reference, but like it's time to let go. Yeah, it's time to just commit to this thing and do it. Yeah, and not do this in between thing of well, are we contending? Are we not? Well, like, the in between the in between is the exact issue because like if you look at team defensive stats, their defense is good as a unit, but what playmakers do they have? It's hard to think of guys that come to mind, and they rank middle of the pack in every team defense stat last year. Team offense, it's kind of more towards the bottom. They never got that passing game going. It was really it was really a struggle. They, and then you're going to add a wide receiver into that mix in DeAndre Hopkins. I mean, they were the third worst team in passing yards per game last year in the mm-hmm. entire league. Q, don't even get me started on QBR. Oh, my gosh. No. <laughs> and I, I know that's a weird to. stat. I don't, don't want to think about it. No. Yeah. And I'm just – yeah. No, I, I'm, I'm with you. I, I accept any, any criticisms of the Titans here, like you said, the defense, and, and plus some guys – lost some guys – there are definitely some coming back, but it's it's not as though we're we're expected to make many steps forward. That's yeah. where I think we're at. Like what it, what things have been done. DeAndre Hopkins was a fun move. I, I mean, I'm happy he's here. Not I shouldn't say that is like we shouldn't have signed him. You know, if if we're gonna have any chance of being competitive, that was a great move. But it, it just feels like we're trying to delay the inevitable, and mm-hmm. I don't know what is being done to kind of make those steps forward. We're just kind of the Titans again, but I don't even know if we're the same Titans that has been out there in recent years. So, yeah, it's just going to be a year for us. Yeah. Well, 
at least you're better than the Colts. The Colts are a disaster right now. They yeah. are. I don't think Jonathan Taylor is going to play. Anthony Richardson is going to go through a lot of woes in his rookie season at quarterback. The defense is completely – it looked like one of the best-built defenses in the league just two years ago, and now they completely have fallen apart. I don't think the Colts are contenders at all. The Houston Texans? It has might, to happen at some point, right? They, they might mess around and be a problem, but, yeah, I don't see them competing for divisions. But they are better than you think they are. They've got some good players on that team, and they were in some games last year that they had no business being in. They're going to do that again this year. I could see maybe the ceiling being about five, six games as Stroud and uh, Will Anderson come in and get their footing. I, th- I think they're going to be a fun little team. But the Jacksonville Jaguars are going to win this division. That's they. This is the team from last year, more so than Detroit, more so than New York. Kind of the hot new teams on both New York teams, the hot new teams on the block. The Jacksonville Jaguars learned how to win last year. They won a playoff game in that crazy comeback. They won a winner go home game against the Titans. They played pretty impressively against the Chiefs in Arrowhead on divisional weekend. They add Calvin Ridley? Are you kidding me? That's what I was going to say, man. Like, we can't forget, and I know there's been a lot of weird stuff with him, but like you can't forget who he is and, yeah. and what he's capable of. And now here he comes just kind of out of the shadows. I think he's ready to cool unleash. To yeah, I really you think do. so after just sitting back and not being able to play and have his chance now on a team that, I mean, as, as you're saying, and I think a lot of other folks will say, is the favorite to win the division. Yeah. I think he's going to be very ready to come out and show – that he's still the guy that he was. I think Doug Peterson cuts him and Trevor loose for a ridiculous pass and catch connection. I think the Jaguars are, I don't want to call them a sleeping giant, but I think the Jacksonville Jaguars can have a very, very special season this year. So I've got them winning in the AFC North. The Bengals are the premier team. Cincinnati's the premier team. But it's not to say that some teams like Baltimore, who made some good offseason moves, especially in at wide receiver. The Steelers, they look a lot better. Mike Tomlin's never had a uh, below 500 season. We'll see if that happens this year. I don't know, but I, people are really liking what they're seeing out of Kenny Pickett. They had some good offensive stats towards the end of last season. And Cleveland, I, touchy subject. Uh, well... <laughs> Yeah. figuratively and unfortunately, literally, uh, Deshaun Watson is going to play a full season this year. <laughs> yep. um, he's going to be better than those six games we saw him in at the end of last season. This is a very good roster. The defense is loaded. Nick Chubb is the absolute best running back in the NFL that nobody talks about. And they have yes, Amari sir, Cooper baby. now. Like, I think the Browns could be a problem. I see them getting in as a wild card team. I really do. Yeah, well, I think, and no, you know, Elijah Moore and, yeah. and Cedric Tillman over there, no, nobody to snuff at. I mean, great O line, too. Great yeah, O line. We're still kind of waiting to see, I guess, their um, their NFL mm-hmm. to careers come together, but those guys have got talent. They're very, very athletic dudes. The concern is the play calling on Stefanski's side. I mean, he made some really weird game plan decisions, but I don't, I don't know. I think that had more to do with the quarterback situation over the past couple seasons than than anything else. We'll see what the Browns look like, but I got the Browns maybe winning 10, 11 games, being a wild card team, but Cincinnati's going to win this division. The Steelers are going to be fun. They're going to make some progressions. And the Ravens, 
I've also got them as a wild card team. I got two. I, I got three. Well. T- yeah, I got three teams coming in. The the Ravens, I think, have the best defense in the NFL. I really do, top to bottom. It's sick. Yeah, it's 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 unbelievable. I just, it only takes one or two injuries on that offense to really set everything back. I don't know if OBJ is the impact player we think he is anymore. We'll see. I hope he is. Um, Rashad Bateman, I think, is already hurt. So they're gonna they had, the the Ravens offense has been plagued with injuries year in and year out and unfortunately if we're already getting signs that that might be the 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 uh the case again I do think they're gonna have a chance to win maybe nine games or so and get into the playoffs but yeah Cincinnati need to start improving that O line but <laughs> they still allowed the most sacks out of any team in the NFL last year. Uh, you got to give your guy uh, Joe Cool some time to throw, but Cincinnati's best team in this division, hands down. And look, we're going to be quick with the last one, the AFC West. Um, I know that the Broncos brought in Sean Payton. The Broncos are a disaster. Russell Wilson's washed. I don't believe in them in the absolute slightest. I love their defense, and I hate, still hate that team. Um, <laughs> the Raiders are going to be a disaster once again. Jimmy G changes nothing. He is turbo Derek Carr as far as I'm concerned. The Chargers have a great roster, and they had a great roster last year. I just worry about the guy wearing the headset in Staley. I don't. I. I don't. This might be a tough year for him. His play calling has been wildly off base. Last year they underperformed offensively, which is tough to say. They did not rank in the top ten in QBR last year, even though they've got one of the best quarterbacks. In the NFL, they were behind Cincinnati, Miami. They were behind Buffalo. They were behind Kansas City in in yards per game overall. Those are teams that they're trying to aspire to be, and they're not quite there. They allowed a crap ton of sacks to not not quite Cincinnati level, but man, they they need to protect the quarterback a little better. I just. The Chargers are a very fun team, and I love Justin Herbert, but it just feels like they're missing some some pieces. So, And the Chiefs is the Chiefs. The yeah. Chiefs will be the Chiefs for forever and ever. Amen. Um, <laughs> I, I don't know what the, the situation is with Chris Jones. Uh, he's apparently still holding out, and Travis Kelsey's hurt. He's not going to play tomorrow night against Detroit. But is that final now? Well, I mean, I yeah. guess that he wasn't playing, but they did rule out the like ACL season-ending injury right Appreciate yeah it. i don't think it was season ending no that's what i got out of it but last. he's probably going to miss some time which which is unfortunate but mm-hmm. patrick mahomes we saw them take away his pacifier in uh tyreek hill last year and it seemed like he got even better so i just full-fledged believe in what they're doing in that passing game the defense is still great uh, chris jones is a big loss hopefully they can work that situation out but knowing that franchise they're going to work that out they're, they're going to get Chris Jones on the field pretty soon. So, yeah, Chiefs Kingdom wins that one again in the AFC West. So that's what I see in the AFC divisions-wise. Coming out of this, I think you got a lot of contenders, but it's, it's kind of some of the same ones we're, we've been talking about over the past few years, Cincinnati, Buffalo. you got some teams in there that could get hot at the end of the year. I think the Jets get hot at the end of the year, get a wild-card spot. The Ravens. 
also could be a problem in some of those cold January games if they got a healthy offense. Who knows? But I like Buffalo, and I like Cincinnati. I think uh, I think okay. the Jag I think the Jaguars or Cincinnati, somebody like that, maybe takes down the Chiefs in like divisional weekend of the playoffs, and we get we get a matchup of Cincinnati and Buffalo again. And I think Buffalo exercises those demons, gets back, and makes the Super Bowl for the first time with this unit. And I'm loving, I'm loving that uh, McDermott is running that defense again. And I think their defense is going to be even better. I think their offense, when healthy, can do some very special things. We all thought we would get a Bills-Eagles Super Bowl last year. I think we're getting it this year. I think okay. we get Bills-Eagles in the Super Bowl. Instant classic. You've got two teams that are so hungry to win this. The Bills with their entire history of the Super Bowl evading that franchise. And the Eagles being so close last year, not being able to capture it. I think it's an all-time classic, but I, I like Buffalo. For me, this nice. is the year where it all comes together. I got the Buffalo Bills winning the Super Bowl and getting onto the mountaintop with this team. If, if it's not now for Josh Allen, it's not going to happen. And I feel like it's got to happen for that guy. And it's got to happen for those guys in that locker room. So that's like where that I'm lot, at. Man. Uh, that's where I've got the NFL landscape open. You got a quick, you got a quick conference pr- prediction on each side and maybe a Super Bowl pick? Yeah. Um, coming out of the AFC, I mean, it, it's, it's tough because, like you said, the Chiefs are the Chiefs. And, I mean, of course, my mind goes college football, but I'm like, you know, Bama didn't win it every year. They didn't three-peat. Yeah. Um, I know this is a different thing, so I, I'm not going to lean so heavily on them. Um, man, I don't know, because like you said, it's it's really sketchy on what happens if they lose some guys. I really like the Ravens. I like them a lot. Um, I, I'm not so sure about the longevity of, of getting to the end. Um, you know, that, that involves at some point going through the Bengals and their division, uh, going through the Bills. But, man, I don't know. I just – I really like that team. Um, so I, I'm, I'm going to go ahead and say the Ravens. Um, okay. Just I, I'm going to stick with it. I really like it. I think Lamar Jackson's got some security this year. Um, Zay Flowers, I'm, I think he could really take a step up. And even though there's some uncertainty on that offense, I mean, with the way – Lamar Jackson moves and having that athletic of a receiver to go to, there's just so much talent and so much there. And like you said, the defense is solid on their side. So I'm going to go ahead and and pull the Ravens out of the AFC, maybe against all odds, just kind of a gut pick. I like Um, it. In the the NFC, I mean, 49ers and Eagles is going to be kind of the race, I think, out of this. And, man, I, I don't know where the Eagles drop off. I, I just uh, – yeah, there's some turnover, some change there. But, man, that was a good team. And, it, and if, like you're saying, Jalen Hurts really is that guy, it's only going to get better this year. Yeah. And uh, that They added defense, some depth at running back, too, with, with Swift coming in. And, yeah, uh, he's just kind of sitting back there. Yeah. But, you know, you got guys um, – call it good old UGA – Homer bias, but I've seen those guys play on defense for a few years, and just I know the NFL is a different game, different speed, but there's 
there's talent for days. Yeah. Um, so I, I like the Eagles coming out of here, just thinking of them building off of last year. Um, so I'm going to say it, it, it's a, it's a flock of birds. It's okay. going to be a little feathery in the Super Bowl this year. And, um, yeah, I mean, I, I like the Eagles to win it. You know, there's something to be said for kind of getting there, seeing what it takes to, to make it just that far. And then now realizing what you need to do to, to go and win it. Um, you know, and I hate to just keep going back college football and Georgia football, but it's like, man, when, when we got so close, it was like, okay, well, this is what it feels like to get there. Then we had to work and, and figure out, no, how do you win it? You know, and I say that like I was on the team or something, but there's something about like, getting up there and it's like, okay, that, that's what that was. That's what it felt like. And then now, like you've said, learning how to win you know, learning what it takes to get to a Super Bowl, but now how do we go out there and we go and win the Super Bowl? So I, I like that momentum. I like where that program's at, and I'm going to pick the Eagles out of here for the Super Bowl. I like that a lot. The Eagles are so tough, and they're so deep top to bottom. Probably the all-around best roster in the NFL, so can't fault you at all for that pick. I like it a lot. And I love the Ravens at the AFC. I feel like a lot of people are not – realizing what this team can do when fully healthy and ready to go. And hopefully by the end of the yeah. season, they will be. If they are, they can do exactly what you're talking about. So No, for sure. Well, and it's like, you know, there was all that uncertainty around the contract with Lamar Jackson the past few years. Like, oh, that's not a thing this year. He's all in. Yeah. He's all in. He's here. And, you know, gosh, somebody's just going to get so tired of this. But, like, Todd Munkin's a very good offensive coordinator. Yes. And he's there now, and he's got a lot of tools to, to make use of. So I, I like the Ravens. For sure. All right, let's. Uh, you want to come to the table? Let, let's come to the table here for a little bit at the end. You know, we're getting ready. Yeah. Let's, let's slide our chairs up and, and come to the table. What's, going, what's been going on across the pond, if you would? Well, Chelsea's miserable. They're just, okay. well, it's not that bad. Um, I mean, we dropped the game to Nottingham Forest, which is a good team. That's a good, that's a good, that's a good club over there. Um, <laughs> that was bad. Um, anyway, uh, we got to work on timing in the box, uh, getting our passes and touches down, um, getting the exact transfer of our set pieces when we get those scoring opportunities and corner kicks. I just, there, there's some things to clean up, but Chelsea looks way better than they were last year, but in that Nottingham Forest game, so many easy chances for goals, and we just completely buffered them. But that's okay. We're we're making strides, and we're going to be there pretty soon. Top four as it stands, Manchester City. Get used to that. They've won four in a row. They've got 12 points. They're as good as it can be right now. Uh, Tottenham coming in at two with, 12, with 10 points. Tottenham's best. Uh, we've actually got a four-way tie for second place. Points wise, Tottenham, Liverpool, West Ham, and Arsenal. Arsenal with a massive, massive win over Manchester United last week. Yeah, kind of a comeback style win. Um, uh, we talked about Brighton first time out. They're sixth with nine points. They're three and one. They've got a good showing. Uh, other teams kind of within striking distance. I like Aston Villa. I like Nottingham Forest. They've got good units. Fulham is just the toughest out in in the league right now. Newcastle, how far are we fallen from week one when they hung five on Ooh. Aston Villa? They have lost three games in a row. <laughs> they are behind Chelsea at this point. Yeah. So 
it's tough for Newcastle, but there's so much talent on that team, so much scoring ability. They're going to turn that around. Uh, if the season ended today, Burnley, Luton Town, and Everton would be relegated. So Everton, <sighs> once a proud, once a proud program, but yeah, they're they've fallen on hard times. Um, it happens, man. You know, it happens to the best of us. So what we're about to do, uh, that was just a quick rundown. No game recaps or anything too much. But what we're about to do, Jake doesn't have an EPL team. So uh, we're gonna, I'm not very well versed in the EPL world, no. We're going to give him one. I'm excited about this, especially yeah. the way you, you, you've prefaced it. I'm quite excited. Yeah, we're going we're gonna to give him one. And it's going to be a lot of fun. I need to go get some merch after this. Yes, you do. Next you, you week, just got to rock in a hat or, or a scarf. A scarf. Yeah, you need a scarf. I love a good scarf. Yeah. So, what I have done here is I have kind of selected maybe the top 10 to 12 EPL franchises, clubs right now. And I have given them a college football counterpart. Jacob's big into college football. So good. I love this. What I want you to do, I'm going to ask you to commit a little bit of adultery tonight. You can't pick your Georgia Bulldogs. It's okay, man. It's all right. I, I, I'm, I'm, I'll be okay. Georgia's counterpart would be Manchester City. I'm not just going to let you choose your favorite college football team just because they're your favorite team. And I'm also sure as heck not going to let you pick Manchester City that easily. I don't easily. want Man City. No, for yeah. what I what I know of the premier or the of, of EPL, no, I'm I'm good. So what I'm going to have you do, I'm going to. I'm going to read off maybe 15 college football programs. I want you to pick one that you could see yourself being a fan of, not based on mascot or location or color. Well, maybe a little location, but not on colors or anything like that. Base it off of what that program stands for, kind of their best years and how they got there, their path to success, and their story as a whole. That's what I'm kind of matching these teams up on. All right. You ready for the list? I'm ready for this list. All right. I might have to read it a few times because there's a few, but I'm going to go, here are your selections. Oregon, Florida State, Michigan, USC, Texas, Notre Dame, Ohio State, Oklahoma, Penn State, Cincinnati, Texas A&M, Wisconsin, Nebraska. I'm glad you put those together. And UCLA. So take a second, think about what these programs stand for, kind of their story as a whole, and give me your thoughts as to why you would maybe pick that program as why you would be a fan of them in the college football world. Okay, yeah, nice. Um, I I enjoy this, and I'm not, I don't want to stretch this out, but I can can probably go process of elimination a little bit here. Yeah, Um, I saw that, I saw that happening. Yeah, um, no to Michigan, no to Texas. No to Notre Dame. Yeah. Um, I just, I, I don't vibe with those programs. Uh, good, good football. Very historically good. Uh, just not my cup of tea. Um, Understood. So uh, I'm going to go the same with Texas A&M. Um, I don't have enough. I don't have enough of UCLA. I, historically, I, I certainly, I certainly understand um, where they're coming from, but I just don't know if, if, I, if my vibe is, is over there. Um, Wisconsin and Nebraska are both, uh, I mean, they're both pretty cool. Uh, Midwestern powerhouses um, of them. I'll keep Nebraska in my consideration for now. Um, 
De- oh, Ohio State. I should have thrown them in there with Michigan. Definitely not them. Um, let's see. Man, a- as I look at this, I don't know. If, uh, Florida State, Just uh, I don't quite think that's a fit for me. I know they're just basically South Georgia, but I, I don't quite feel it. Um, I'm really kind of looking at Oregon, may, maybe Oklahoma. I don't know. It kind of depends. Like Lincoln Riley, Oklahoma, no. Brent Venables, Oklahoma, yes. Bob Stoops, Oklahoma, yes. Um, so that that's kind of tough. Penn State, I just I think you know, at Happy Valley, man, just happy guys. Yeah, I mean, it's it's pretty cool since he's up and been up and coming there. Um, I, I may have given this away already earlier in the pod, but I love Oregon. I just, and that's maybe, uh, uh, there's the Dan Lanning familiarity, but just like, uh, I mean, the uniforms have always been cool. Just, I've always gotten a good vibe out of there. You don't get the entitled nature out of them. They play good football. They seem fun. I love the Pacific Northwest. I would love to go one day. (laughs) Um, So I'm a fan of the region, if anything. Um, one of your favorite regions? One of my favorite regions, <laughs> let me tell you, brother. Um, D'Angelo Vickers reference. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> even though it is not the even though it is not the Southwest. It's not the not the Southwest, but the Northwest. <laughs> yeah, maybe it's it's no Southwest, but I, I do enjoy the Pacific Northwest. Um Yeah, so I may have given it away, but I just I I, I like the vibe of Oregon. Um just like you said, they kind of the the feel of the team. Um They've always been pretty fun, and I enjoy the program. You know, where it's been has been up and down, but where it's going especially. Um, they're a team, when I look at them, I'm like, I, I want the Ducks to do well. I, I just appreciate the culture, and they've won, and I enjoy winning as well. So I'm going to go with Oregon. That's going to be my pick. Okay, I'll give you the chance to veto because you came out so vehemently against them a second ago, but Oregon's match is Man City. <laughs> What? <laughs> and I kind of slipped that in as a joke, basically because Oregon is being, or Manchester City is being funded by the Saudi royal family just as an overarch, and they're kind of the cool, fun, hip new team, uh, even though they're winning a lot more than Oregon does, but Oregon's also the fun, hip new team that wears crazy uniforms, and Phil Knight is just pumping NIL money into that program like nobody's business right now. They've got uh, a. That's cool. I see where you yeah. went with that. That's my connection. Now that I've heard it play out in your description, I'm not sure if they totally fit. And I know you didn't want Man City, so I will give you the chance to redo, take a it's mulligan okay. here. Um, man. Well, now that I said FSU is just South Georgia, I'm like, well, maybe I should just pick them because it is South Georgia. Um, but I, I don't know if I feel it quite there yet. Um. Because you kind of said regionally in there, and that's just my hesitancy with Nebraska. I'm not big on the Midwest. Um, that's part of why I just don't quite have the affinity for that program. Okay. Wonderful, wonderful region. Wonderful. Just not yeah. a place I'm going to drive people. and go. But yeah, great great folks. Great folks. Yeah. Salt oh, of the you? earth. Oh, salt of the earth. Yeah, Ooh. you know. <laughs> um, yeah, that, was so. like, that was like Fargo. That <laughs> yeah, was exactly. Nebraska. Fargo. <laughs> hey, exactly. Yeah, Fargo. Fargo. Um, hey, hey. Um, but so I don't see that. I don't know if I can vibe with that. Um, even though I know this is not related uh, to the discussion entirely. 
So I think I'm going to go ahead. It, it's down to Penn State or Oklahoma for me. Okay. And um, once again, I enjoyed a win. And so based on that fact alone and the fact that I just, yeah, James Franklin just, he seems like a cool guy, but I just, I'm not all the way there. Um, and Oklahoma's coming to the SEC. So give me Oklahoma. I like it. Okay. Great choice. Oklahoma's counterpart, Liverpool. Okay. That is your team. Liverpool. Uh, Oklahoma. Good things. Yeah. Oklahoma, one of the most winningest brands in the history of college football. They're known for their scarlet colors. They are known for playing hard nosed, tough football back in the olden days, which Liverpool is also associated with. Won a lot of championships, won a lot of league cups. They played hard. They played to hurt you. They went away for a while. Oklahoma also kind of went away for a while. Their resurgence was based on fast-paced play, though. Liverpool has also brought back this style, this brand with fast-paced play. Mo Salah scores goals every single game. They play just balls to the walls all over the field, flying around. That's what Oklahoma has has done as well. Uh, there, I know I didn't say... Uh, worry about like team colors or anything but their colors do match up uh they're very i'm looking it up here they oklahoma has been one of the epicenters of college football for a very very long time and i think liverpool has been in the english premier league as well so oklahoma liverpool and that's that's your team team. liverpool all right i can dig it man i'm down with it yeah um and, and this can also be cut but could i know if i had went with Penn State or Nebraska, or actually, if I could know Penn State or FSU, where would I have landed? Okay, so FSU was Chelsea. Oh, so then yeah. that would have been interesting for us. So it maybe would have been. That didn't happen. Yeah, I'm kind of wishing I wouldn't have even put Oregon and Florida State in this anyway. Because that's okay. Yeah. I enjoyed the fact they were there. Yeah, uh, Penn State was West Ham. Oh, that could have been cool. Yeah. I like that so much because they're both known as like the, it feels like their fans are like the salt of the earth working class, you know? And that's definitely what West Ham's known for. I mean, they're literally the hammers. They're just tough, hard-nosed people. That's pretty And they are always over, I mean, West Ham's always overshadowed by Arsenal, Tottenham, and Chelsea. They're, they're, They're the fourth team in London. Penn State, who are they always overshadowed by? Ohio State and Michigan. So I felt like that was a fit. Um, Nebraska was Newcastle. Hmm. Based on just they were both good in the 90s and haven't been good again in forever, and they're in very remote places. (laughs) There you go. Very nice. Well, I can tell you if anything. I appreciate the amount of work that you put into this and having these equivalents. Oh, it was fun. They're very accurate, and I I enjoy – how well they matched up with like, I felt comfortable with whatever team I was picking was going to be very close. Yeah. So it was fun. Just some, uh, I'm not going to explain all of them, but Tottenham was Michigan. Arsenal was USC. Man United was Texas. Man United was also Notre Dame. (laughs) Some of these were on here two times. I was not going to be Man United. That is for sure. Yeah. All those teams that fit that mold. I'm out on those. Yeah. I didn't see you. I didn't see you having that either. Uh, Liverpool was also on here twice. They matched with Ohio state as well. I feel like, well, here I come. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, it works for Oklahoma. Uh, Newcastle was also Wisconsin. (laughs) 
Uh, Everton yeah. was UCLA. Brighton was Cincinnati. Just new fun team on the block. And oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, that was everybody. That was a quick rundown. I like that a lot. That was super fun. So it Liverpool, was fun. That was so a what, fun. What are we? What's that? What are we? Liverpool. Liverpool. I don't know actually. That's okay. I'm just me to figure out now. It's not on. Yeah. You. Just ingrain yourself into Liverpool football lore. I, I'm I'm looking on the website now, man. We're locked in. That's right. Hey, third in the league right now. Let's go. Or Come tied for second. Tied for second, actually. Let's go. Liverpool. All right. Those are my guys. Yeah. Well, that was fun, Dan. I appreciate you assigning me a club here, and um, I'll, I'll be keeping up with some more Premier League here now. Yeah. So we'll have to be a little more tuned in there. Nice, man. Well, unless you've got anything else, I think I think it's just garbage time here. Man, garbage time could just be everything that happened in that Clemson game. Um, yeah. But I was... You know, I said I wasn't going to rant, and because I already, I already ranted to uh, everyone off air, all my friends and family. I'm just like, what has happened to us? We've fallen so far, and they're like, "Hey, go worry about your job and your life. <laughs> don't, don't worry about clubs and football." I was, I was uh, kind of ranting to a friend of mine about like, where is our offense? Is, does Dabo really think he's not going to run any of Garrett Riley's ideas? Uh, what the heck's happening? Are we falling off a cliff? And then he doesn't respond to me <laughs> for a while. And then when he finally does, he goes, Hey man, I'm sorry. I just couldn't talk. I was uh, kind of going through a breakup and I was like, Oh my God. Oh. I was like, <laughs> I was like, I'm such a piece of crap oh, <laughs> trying man. to cast my worries about Clemson football on this man going through a life changing event right now. And Yeah. I need some well, perspective. College football is okay, back. You know, I mean, you could be going through a breakup with Dabo if if this continues. Yeah, we'll 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 get to that one day. We'll get to yeah. that one day. That's definitely garbage time the, material. The for those who who wanted me to come on here and just blast Clemson, it might be coming in a month or so. Just just hang on. <laughs> just give me a minute. We're just calling time out on that. But I have so. So many thoughts on the state of Clemson football right now. I just need to see the rest of this season begin to form before I can make a decision on. That's a good where rational thing to do. Yeah. Nice. Well, I'm not going to be rational if if I do need to go it, sound off. It's it's going to be bad. We'll give you your time. Okay. If that happens. All right. What you awesome. got this week? Yeah, man. Uh, garbage time. I find myself coming back to things that have to do with actual garbage. And I don't know if that's just subliminally in my mind to to go towards actual garbage related things, but it just is. Um, so, uh, you sneak peek into Jake's life uh, outside of this. I'm in youth ministry, and so we have done these like fundraisers in the past for all this frozen chicken. And over the course of time, like you know, COVID hit. There was a weird thing. And it seems like every year there's an odd bit where like we got an extra box or we didn't get one or somebody's order got messed up and you end up with these boxes of chicken that are left unclaimed. So we're doing some work at the church, getting ready for an event coming up and we needed some freezer space uh, for ice cream. And so we end up on all these boxes of chicken and we're like, what, 
what are they here? Why are they here? They're not marked. They're not here. And I'm sure everyone else has been like, Jacob, why are these boxes of chicken in here? And I'm like, I don't know. That's a great question. And I don't have the answer. And they've just been here. And, and I'm like looking around the box, where's the expiration date on this? And some of these bad boys were expired in like 2020. I mean, and they've just been uselessly sitting here. I'm sure folks waiting on me to come and throw them out, but I I just, I've overlooked them. I've not thought about them. They're just a box in the freezer. So actually got to go through them and uh, they come in like 10 pound boxes. So we threw away like 50 pounds of expired freezer burnt frozen chicken. And, um, it was a very heavy bag that that's what maybe stuck with me the most was going to throw it out. I I really had to lift had to really do some work because there were other things in the bag as well. Um, that's my garbage time is, uh, just 50 pounds of frozen chicken, just tossed, done, get it out of here. And that may, that may sound wasteful, but it was, it was unusable. I mean, what else do you you do at that point though? Like yeah, yeah, you can't bring it back. There's no way. I mean, we 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 feed the kids a lot of expired food, but this was much. <laughs> this was unacceptable. Oh my gosh. Well, nice. all right. Oh man, well, Dan, this was a joy as always, and um, yeah, hey, we we've enjoyed a excellent week one of college football. Got some good stuff coming up week two. NFL starts. Tomorrow uh, night for us, recording on a Wednesday. Lions or Chiefs, real quick, who you got? Lions or Chiefs? Yeah. Oh, I mean, the Chiefs. I mean, what, I'm what going Lions. There? I think Lions what? win week one, just because the Chiefs are don't... There's no Chris Jones, there's no Travis Kelsey, and the, I think if you there's going to be Pat one... Holmes could just like be the one person on the offensive side of the ball and he could be. figure it out? I don't know. I just, I, I'd love to see a track meet night one that the Chiefs lose and have to set them back on the right track. I mean, they lost to the Colts in week three last year with Matt Ryan. I mean, that's fair. It can happen. It can happen. Anything can happen. Yeah. And that's what's so wonderful about sports. Anything can happen. All right. Excellent. Well, thank you as always for checking out the lunch hour sports show. Uh, I am Jake. This is Dan. We've had a pleasure and we will talk to you again next week.